Hello, everyone. Welcome aboard the Mickey and Friends Tram. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. Yo. And Hunter. How's it going? And today we're going to talk Disney Plus and specifically The Mandalorian. So here we go. There's really no secret about our approach. We keep moving forward. We're always exploring and experimenting. We call it Imagineering. Walt set a standard early on with the Imagineers. There was a standard that surprised people. So they left thinking, wow, how did Disney do that? Mandalorian, look outside. They are waiting for you. Yeah? Good. So like I said a second ago, we're going to be talking about Disney Plus uh, launching and of course The Mandalorian. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about Disney Plus because uh, I am planning to do like more like episodes about uh, Disney Plus and what's on there. Um, of course, specifically the Imagineering story would be the other th big thing. But um, as we all know, on Tuesday, uh, what was it, November 12th, the Disney Plus actually launched. Uh, I know I picked it up on the 11th on Monday at 1030 at night, and then I messaged everyone that it was up. And we all but got now, it. <laughs> yeah, now we've all had it, and we've all looked at it, and, you know, I just was uh, wondering real quick what uh, our thoughts are on, on it. I mean, it's pretty uh, assumable. If you're listening to this, and if you're us, obviously, you like it. <laughs> There's oh, yeah. no way you don't. But um, I, I do uh, think that some of the stuff on there were surprises, and some of the stuff on there I felt were lacking. But, uh, you know, of course, uh, we're, we're, let me get more, like, specifics from you guys. Uh, we turn it on. Um, everybody in the house is asleep, so I've, I've got it on. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch The Mandalorian, but I was like, I've got to take a look at all the Spider-Man stuff. So I'm a giant Spider-Man fan. Got really overly excited when I saw that the 95 series that we grew up watching was on there, and I immediately watched, I think, two or three episodes before I finally watched Mandalorian. Oh, and then, uh, you know, not to jump on it, but I know George is a big fan of the X-Men 90s series, which is on there. Yeah. I'm sure that's something you pounced on. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I watched was The Mandalorian, but... When I tried watching it, it says that the Wi-Fi was acting up, so I didn't watch it. But I did watch the imagination, imagination, right? Or whatever. Yeah, imagination. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I did watch that, and then like after that, that's when I started watching Mandalorian. So I know that's like a big complaint that I've been seeing online right now is about uh, it was the connection issues in the first day, um, and you know a lot of that has to do with uh, Disney wasn't as prepared as they should have been. But I also understand why they weren't prepared, and I know I've, I've already talked about this with Hunter, um, and I've posted it if you know me online, but Disney announced that they had 2 million subscribers before it launched. Apparently in the first day, they uh, it jumped to 10 million, 
But the reason why 10 million is a big deal is because no one thought it would hit that for a year. And the fact that they were able to hit it day one was utter insanity. So what happened was there were a lot of connection issues because Disney themselves uh, did not think they would hit that high. So the fact that they got that, they hit that threshold immediately, they didn't have enough, uh, you know, uh, support for that. I know me specifically, I can say I was on it like all day. The first day I watched Simpsons. I watched Goof Troop. I've watched like tons of stuff on it. I didn't have any issues until it got around like 6 or 7 p.m. Uh, that first day is when I started getting the connection issues, but I knew uh, actually Hunter was over uh, because of a weird occurrence, but Hunter was over and we were watching the Imagineering story in it and we started getting the connection issues and yeah. that's when it hit, uh, which you know is a peak time for people. But I thought, uh, you know, with the numbers that they announced, I was like, actually they did a pretty fantastic job because I... That was the only time that I was like, oh, really? What the, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've only had connection failure once, and it was honestly during the same time frame, like 6, 7 o'clock, when everybody's at home from work getting ready to eat dinner and stuff. And I can deal with that for a little bit while everything gets worked out, because eventually we're going to hit a, you know, I think we've already hit a point where, at least for the three of us, we're probably not seeing those connection issues, like, at all anymore. You know, I was surprised that they let everyone try it out for a week for free. I thought right away, you know, they would charge you. You know, they, they were very worried that it wasn't going to sell well. And, and that's where it gets back to the 10 million subscribers. It's like, they thought that it would take a year. And uh, I was reading about it, like, even, even people who were giving them, like, the most credit thought it would take a, at least a year for them to hit that 10 million mark. So the fact they hit it in the first day like I said before, it was just crazy. It was just like, what do you do now? Utter like, insanity. you're already there. You're already at this threshold that we all thought was going to be unobtainable. And, uh, of course, on top of that, we kind of luck out because anyone that's a Netflix user, uh, they did a, because of the, and I believe they admitted that it was because of uh, Disney Plus, like, getting so big that uh, they immediately struck a deal with Nickelodeon to get their library and uh, to produce like original stuff for them. And um, I, I was laughing because people online were like, this will kill Disney Plus. I'm like, first of all, Disney Plus is new. Secondly, no, because the people on Disney Plus aren't on there because they're like, if I had Rugrats, I would watch that, but I guess I'll watch Disney. It's like, no, you've got a hardcore fan base already on this thing. But us as users, we work, uh, we're ultimately the winner uh, kind of like the, you know, Harry Potter versus Star Wars land. It's like, we all won because we got what we wanted, and these two companies are fighting each other over something that we were going to get anyway. And we're happily stuck in the, like, I'll just have fun at both of these. Yeah. Did you guys see this new deal that they have with Hulu and Disney Plus oh, and yeah. ESPN? Yeah, and that's actually what I'm going to sign up with uh, this upcoming week, and it's just, it's great the way they're currently running it. This, I mean, yeah. This super affordable structure, I really like it. Yeah. So they're just partnering up with Hulu and just ESPN. No, yeah, they're not I mean, partnering they, with anyone. They, they, they own, own both those yeah. companies. Oh, they I own. See. They have controlling stake of Hulu and they own ESPN. Yeah. Well, isn't Netflix like twelve ninety nine? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, dude, Netflix yeah. is going low. What they're, what they're telling you is, uh, we're yeah, going all hands yeah, on that. They're telling you that if you bundle Disney Plus Hulu with ads, because uh, Hunter fine. pointed that out, uh, but it's Hulu with ads and ESPN Plus is twelve ninety nine a month, which is the current rate of Netflix. So it's just like, well, <laughs> why would 
Like, if you're Dang. a new user coming in, I totally get it, though. It's like, you would see Disney Plus, like, well, I'll just sign up for this thing because it's cheaper. And if I bundle it, I get way more stuff than yeah. uh, what's available on Netflix. So now I get sports and Hulu? All right. I feel like, too, like, Netflix, uh, you know, not to back down on what I was saying, you know, I'm not a person that pays for Netflix. Uh so like for me like the thing was like the only thing that interested me was when they made the deal with Disney but now that we have Disney Plus I'm like well there's no reason for me to go over to Netflix and uh, I know I saw someone posting on there they were like uh, they were like oh tracking the Netflix deal with Disney it means that Last Jedi is not going to be on uh, Disney Plus for like a year and I was just like oh I could care less Same. if yeah, it never comes if it never appears I'll <laughs> be happy. I don't care so I was telling people that, like, right now, all the movies are unlocked, their vault, whatever. But I feel like after this it's first... Not, it's not all, though. That's the other thing, is a lot of people are uh, misunderstanding the vault. Like, uh, which... And we all knew that, too. But what they're doing right now, it's the same... I mean, it's sort of the same, I guess, uh, as what any other company would do. But they don't have the full library out. So I know, because, like... For me, being a Disney fan, I get the most random friends that just, like, text me, like, this isn't on there. Why? And I'm like, because it's not on there right now. Like, the biggest uh, the biggest thing is, like, cartoons. Like, Disney shorts aren't on there. Uh, the only ones that are on there are Mickey Mouse ones, and I've already looked through them, and they're missing some. So I'm like, okay, well, they obviously are pulling a whole, you'll get some now, some later. Yeah. Um, I was telling people that, yeah. like, um, I'm pretty sure they're coming yeah. back. And, yeah, you know, yeah. But, like, I, I recommend just watch this movie because eventually they'll disappear. The, yeah. What what I will do, or uh, going on what you said, though, um, they gave us the main part of the vault, of the Disney vault, because it's, like, all the, like, what's considered classics are on there right now. And it's, like, the, you know, the go-tos that you would go for anyway. Um, and then, of course, you've got, uh, what is it? You've got a ton of, like, 90 shows. So it's, like, stuff that I watched when I was a kid. Those are all on there. Um, Disney Channel stuff is on there. I'm not as big a fan of the Disney Channel stuff, but I know that there's the audience there, so I'm not, right. I'm not arguing it. I just see it on there. I like, mean, yeah, whatever. Don't right. It's cool to have like Halloween Town one. Yeah, Black Cauldron on there for God's sake. You, you know what's funny? Um, so today's Mickey Mouse birthday, right? Mm-hmm. So people are saying that, which by the way, happy birthday, Mickey. People are saying that, um, like, what happened to Minnie Mouse? How happy come birthday, no shut Minnie. up? Yeah, yeah, they're like, what happened to Minnie Mouse? <laughs> I did retweet, uh, Bob Iger posted a tweet where he said, uh, happy birthday, Mi- hashtag Mickey Mouse. And I was just, I retweeted it and I was like, and Minnie Mouse too. Like, cause I was like, you're, you're the head. Like, you should be the one. Like, like it's like, both of them. Yeah. Did you, know, you guys watch any? Plain vanilla. Besides like the main ones, did you guys watch any of like the, any series? Like, the original content they were yeah. making? Yeah, so that was another thing. Uh, of course, we're, uh, we'll do like an in-depth on those. But um, I, I pretty use like through them, like I've looked through them. Most of them don't interest me at all. Uh, I know like, uh, <laughs> uh, I doubt anyone that listens to this uh, would be a fan of it, but the one that bothers me the most is uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh. First of all, the name is stupid. Secondly, um, and this was a thing I had with, uh, I talked about it with Hunter because we were just at Disneyland, uh, for his birthday this past weekend. And, um, so I was real bothered that I feel like, um, and I discussed this with him. I felt like they were really pushing High School Musical, the musical, the series on me. Like all the ads I would see, like, uh, on YouTube or Hulu, anything yeah. that I watched were on that. 
And I was just like, why are they pushing this show on me? And then, of course, uh, they took down the, um, the Star Wars Path of a Jedi show at the, what, what do they call it, the Tomorrowland... Pavilion uh, Theater or whatever it's called. Theater, like the Magic Eye Theater. They took it out and uh, they replaced it with a uh, sneak peek of a Disney Plus show, which I assumed was going to be Mandalorian because it's like that fits the theme of the area, but it was High School Musical, the musical, the series, and they give you a button for Disney Plus if you watch it. And I was just confused. I'm like, what? Why is it that? And uh, that was the thing, though, is I realized uh, when I was talking about it with uh, Hunter is, oh, they didn't need to do more uh, more ads for The Mandalorian because they already knew we were that that was the excitement books. was for that. I, I think what it really was uh, was that they were trying to push this show on us because they're like, this is the one that we thought was going to be a big deal, but it looks like no one cares about. This isn't Glee, okay? Calm down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's, it's just uninteresting. It's shocking that they wouldn't have even gone with uh, that really weird one that we were making fun of, uh, Pixar yeah. in real life or whatever it's called. We're like, what? No one was like, doing that. So it's yeah. a prank show? Hunter, uh, or George said it. He's like, that show will be canceled. Like, <laughs> no question. <laughs> that will be canceled. Uh, yeah, I've looked through them, though. I, I did watch, of course, we watched some Imagineering story. Uh, it's great. There's obvious things that they leave out. So uh, I think we... No, I don't think we talked about it. But, like, uh, we we had discussed it with each other, you know, that we assumed it was going to be like that because a lot of people online like that do their YouTube content and stuff like that, like, uh, you know, TPM or... Uh, what is it? Um, Yester, Yester World. Yeah, Yester World and um, Theme Park History. Theme Park History. Those are like some of our favorites that we oh, all watch. Yeah. But like, uh, they were all kind of worried. They're like, oh, does this kill like this content? And I, I already knew. I'm like, no, because like you guys are gonna give us the straight version of it. Disney's never gonna give it that way. And you know, they might sidestep things to spoil it a little. They completely go around Epcot being a failure when it opened. And I thought that was so funny that they just completely sidestepped it and they just talked about the enormous task that was Epcot and then Epcot opens and they're like, and then there was some change up in uh, management. Ron Miller was kicked out and uh, everyone was like, what's going to happen? This is a super spoiler because that's how the episode ends uh, because obviously the next one is Michael Eisner coming in and Frank Wells. But what makes me laugh is that they completely sidestepped around why Ron Miller was kicked out, which is it was... Epcot is why he was kicked out because they were like, "This is a huge failure. You're being blamed for it." Yeah, the, uh, went the over green budget. screen uh, scheme and all that is all blamed on him, and he gets uh, pushed out in the Save Disney, which they also forget to mention Save Disney. Like that was a big deal because you had Roy E. Disney, the son of Roy O. Disney, coming up against Ron Miller, the uh, the husband of um, Diane Disney. Uh, Walt Disney's daughter like they were fighting each other for power in Disney and ultimately Roy won but it's like they completely sidestepped that by being like oh you know some stuff happened and there was a there was a change up in management and they'll you're never, like that is never, not yeah, yeah, yeah they're never, not gonna exactly. admit why they're not gonna bring up you know that dark time which I was a little upset about, but I also, like I said, I assumed they were. Yeah, like, at that rate, we just looked towards uh, YouTube or like that documentary that you showed me, uh, Waking Sleepy Beauty, Sleepy Beauty, stuff yeah. like that will give you the more in-depth look at it. 
Yeah. I mean, the how they did it is, I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I learned a couple of things. I mean, oh, yeah. most of them are like, oh, I knew this, I knew yeah. this. The first one I knew, like, all of us would be like, I know this stuff. Yeah. Where Disneyland but, is our stuff. But, you know, it's uh-huh. awesome to see uh, all of our favorite Imagineers talking about it. Because, you know, that's what we grew yeah. up with. The Haunted Mansion part, the, which is the second one, was pretty cool, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, I also got mad. I know when I was watching it yesterday, the um, part two, one thing that uh, made me mad. Because, I, I, I mean, a little part of me thought that they might do it a little better. Because they did title the episode, What Would Walt Do? And that's famously why they failed in all those endeavors is because uh you know after walt passed away and uh roy uh oh disney passed away that's all they were concerned about was oh what would walt do and that's why they were meandering they were making like you know kind of crappy movies and then uh you know uh the green scheme or whatever they call it uh you know that the um hostile takeovers almost happened and they had to buy out these people and then Roy, uh, Ron Miller gets kicked out and Michael Eisner is brought in to fix it. Uh, I also love that they completely sidestepped around uh, the joke, which is that Epcot and Euro Disney are the two that they were like, these are going to be huge successes, and they were not. But then Tokyo Disney was like an afterthought of theirs. They did play on the after that it was treated as an afterthought, but how they didn't talk about how big of a, of a commercial success Tokyo Disneyland really was that because Tokyo Disneyland helped pay for Epcot. That's literally why they did it. And then it also helps them think that they can do Euro Disney because they're like, obviously Europeans will love it. And it's like, no, Europeans are... <laughs> I'm not going to say it like that, but uh, Europeans don't care for this. Like, um, I was just listening they're to... Not, a, they're not big into our stuff. Well, I was just listening to a podcast and it was a British guy talking about uh, why he loves Disney World so much. And he said, uh, it was actually Wedway, and uh, he actually said that uh, the reason why he loves uh, loves it so much, and it was funny because uh, uh, Matt points out, he's like, don't you guys have tons of amusement parks? He's like, yeah, they're awful. And he's like, there's no theming. And he's like, and even the themes there don't make sense. And uh, he, he was talking about like, uh, I forget what it's called now. Um, it's like the something towers. It's like the world's like oldest amusement park. But he said that that uh, theme park, like the, the building that's the tower that is literally the reason why it's a uh, theme park. Uh, they have a coaster around it, and they can't touch it because it's a historical landmark. But the coaster, the idea is that like you're like working on it or something, and he said it makes no sense. It's just a coaster that goes around this tower because they had room there, and they just built it around this tower that they can't touch. Yeah, and a couple of things of... I enjoy, like, the, the Haunted Mansion of uh, Madame Leo or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty cool about the cast member. And the lady was oh, like, yeah. oh, that's my mom. Yeah, I think that's kind of creepy, yeah. though. Like, when, you know, the part when it's hurried back. Like, oh, I hear my mom. I'll be like, forget this. I, uh, honestly, I felt, like a, I felt like a little bit of a welling up. Because I was just like, imagine, like, here, like, you know, your parent passed away. And that's, like, something you see every day. Like, that's right. such a cool thing for her to... And, and, and like she said, way, mom's still yeah. there. Like, yeah. like she said, like to tell like her kids, like, oh, you know, that's grandma. Like, uh, that's crazy that she can do that. And of course, you know, for Haunted Mansion Holiday, she can be like, that's me. <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that one's, uh, like I said, though, I mean, obviously, Imagineering Stories, like uh, a good, powerful one that they've got. I did watch the Jeff Goldblum one. Oh, you did? It's weird. 
but also very interesting. Uh, we're we're going to have to do more on that. But uh, if, yeah. that one Did you watch it or no? I have to watch it. He said it was actually really cool, so yeah. I was like, I was already planning it's, to watch uh, it anyway. Yeah, it's I was going to watch it, it's just yeah. not my... It's very interesting, but it's also... he's. Just, uh, that's what I mean, like... Um, I said it to Hunter earlier, like... The show's very interesting on the stuff that they're talking about. Because, like, uh, the first one's about shoes. And they go to a convention for shoe uh, aficionados. Like, uh, and, you know, they're spending, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars on shoes. And Like, collectibles, met, right? Yeah, he met a kid that was, like, 13. And he was like, what's the most expensive shoe you've ever bought? And he said, I, uh, I paid 14 grand for a shoe. And you're like, 14 grand? Kid, you're a you child. Your money from? Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's crazy. But then... Jeff Goldblum is just so weird. And you're just like, you're such a weirdo. Like, that's, I, that's, that's just Jeff Goldblum being yeah. Jeff Goldblum. And that, that's like the weird part. Um, but it, it's, uh, that one's definitely really good. I'm going to watch more of that. Uh, I haven't watched any of the others, though. The other I ones just watched, don't No, don't the one bother. I like, wanted to watch was um, something solo. Solo, free solo, something like that. Oh, yeah. And it's like a rock climbing or something yeah. like that. Oh, okay. Because I, I was looking at watching Hero Project, which is a Marvel short about kids that do great things for their communities. Yeah. And then I think they have, like, a Force of Change one, too. Yeah. I don't have a list in front of me, but, you know, like, um, we'll, we'll do, we'll check them out, give you reviews. I mean, you can watch them online, uh, obviously. obviously, yourself, or you could read them online because uh, Mice Chat won't shut up about each show and why you should buy Disney+, Plus, uh, which I laugh at. Like, nothing against, like, I, I do love Mice Chat. Well, they're dumb every so often. But, like, I thought it was kind of funny that they're, like, all these folks are, like, why you should buy Disney Plus. I'm, like, no one on this website, no one going to Mice Chat, a fan blog about, about Disney, Disney, is questioning if they were going to get Disney Plus. Man, they were going to get it. was enough to get you in. That's probably why 90% of people are already buying it. Yeah, it's called Free Solo. It's about a guy in rock climbing and all that stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. But to move on to uh, what I really wanted to talk about, which is uh, The Mandalorian, which is, of course, the strongest thing on there. Um, and, uh, I mean, no question. I'm not even going to say what did you guys think, because I know all three of us Woo! love it immediately. Hashtag Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda <laughs> is life. Yes. But um, I wanted to talk about, like, some of the things that are being presented in it and, like, thoughts of it. Because uh, there's lots of, like, fan theories and all this stuff going on on there. Um, so, like... I'm just wondering, like, what are your guys' thoughts initially, just in these two episodes? Uh, what I what I love about it is, for two episodes in, and they've he's already Mando is I think what they call him, or what yeah, that that's one dude calls nickname. him. Um, you know, I have spoken. Um, I have spoken. <laughs> what I like about it though is the the way Star Wars is presented Mandalorians. It doesn't matter how much screen time they have; they automatically become the coolest character ever introduced. I mean. Boba Fett's on screen and dies quickly in, uh, you know, his appearance in, in Return of the, the Jedi. Jedi. Jango Fett's in one movie and gets his head chopped off by Mace Windu, and we're like, yeah, but he was cool, you don't understand. I know, uh, I was just at Disneyland and I bought a $14.99 uh, Jango Fett mug. Yeah, see, I mean, that's what I love about it, is like, you're just getting more awesome stuff about them, like, if you don't go deep into the lore like some people do, this is a lot of people's first foray into how amazing Mandalorians are. I think that was, like, an interesting kind of thing, though, is that I thought... And I think that's, like, part of the John Favreau part, is that uh, they're introducing you to a character and a culture in this uh, or in this fictional universe, but 
you don't need any knowledge of what their culture is. They're presenting it already to you uh, uh, in small doses. But I'm like, they did a good job like presenting it like that. They they didn't like overbear you with if you didn't read this. Like you know, they're not Ryan Johnson sitting there. I read the uh, what what is it the it, stupid um, the Force book or whatever. Uh-huh. The this is the manual of things that Force users can do. Shut up. Just no one talking. cares that you think you know more than everyone. What I love is that they presented this show like, you don't have to know the lore, you can watch it and you can assume what's going on, which is, he's a Mandalorian, he's some sort of orphan, and his people don't really have a place to be, obviously, because yeah. they're inside this like other world where they're obviously, um, you know, they have their own district or uh, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's like you know, it's almost like the refugees, where it's like they've yeah. got their own small base camp, and that's really it. Yeah, and they're trying to rebuild themselves, mm-hmm. and they they give you like lots of little things, like Beskar. I didn't know what Beskar was, and then I looked it up afterwards. But I, I'm like, the way they presented it in the show, you didn't need to know more. You already got it right there. Beskar is some sort of special metal that uh, is well known for Mandalorians. And that's why he's like, you know, this is better with, uh, you know, with the Mandalorian anyway. Like, I, I love how they did that. Like, they presented all these ideas. Yeah. But they, they didn't crush you over the head with, if you haven't read the textbooks on it. <laughs> all right, if you know it, cool. If you don't, we got you covered. I think my favorite part is, like, the first one was, like, solid. They made it all nice. Like, especially, like, the beginning, how, like, oh, man. they just, the guy, he just threw it this guy into, into the door and just smash him yeah I, right away i'm like oh snap this we're, is not disney yeah. friendly we're, we're, we're five minutes in and he's like i've just killed three people and one of them i you know cut in half with a door yeah just because they were being rude because they were being rude yeah. it's like i was gonna get my bounty anyway but yeah, these guys attacked me <laughs> that that's actually like a thing uh i mean it's obvious like um like writing style it's like you know presenting him as he's a he's very strong uh, you know, he's not someone to be trifled with, but it's like what they presented, like you said, is that, uh, that was one of the worries in the first place was that Disney's gonna muddy it and make it, make him like lighter or whatever. And they showed you right off the bat. They're like, he's not really a good guy. He's not really a bad guy. Cause it, you know, they, they make you see, think that he's like, they're protecting that guy. And then it turns out the guy he was protecting is the bounty. That's yeah. why he was protecting him. Because he throws the puck on there. He's like, yeah. is that me? He's like, I can explain. <laughs> yeah. And it, uh, they did such a good job though. They, um, you know, he's very much in the middle, you know, as Ryan Johnson said, well, uh, Star Wars, it's always good versus evil. There's never a gray area where uh, you never see someone turn bad and then turn good. Yes, we have, idiot. All <laughs> the time. But um, I just love that this is being presented in the middle. Because, like, right now, even, we're still not sure what is his plan with the baby Yoda. Yeah. Like, because it, they haven't really said if he's planning on saving that baby or if he's just going to give it to them. Yeah, if he's just going to turn it in for the reward. Which I'm I'm 90% sure he's not, but, you know. I, yeah, obviously, it's a bigger deal for him to keep it and protect it because... They've already shown you multiple times that it's something highly sought after. I don't think to protect it. I think he wants more money. Well, no, he already knows what he's going to get, which is he's the a more big Beskar. shipment of, yeah. uh, of Beskar. But um, that and uh, so that's another thing is uh, I know a lot of people were getting excited because, of course, we're calling him Baby Yoda. Some people get mad, but they've never established what species Yoda is. So th- that's all we know is of him. 
Apparently, um, he was, he's supposed to be 50 years old right yeah. now. Yeah. And I love that. Wow. Aged differently. <laughs> but it explains, like uh, like Yoda said, um, he trained Jedi for 900 years. And, you know, you don't even know how old he was at that, uh, at that point. You just know that he, at the least, was teaching Jedi for, for 900, 900 years. years. Um, but uh, I thought that was, like, very interesting. And I know a lot of people online, that's what they're excited about is, like, they're, like, tying up some like loose ends by being like uh, we're gonna explain what uh right. what species that is and what their significant is or significance is uh for me i believe a lot of it is gonna deal with the force because obviously we're in this like time period where and it's uh they've already talked about because it's, uh, it's post empire the mandalorian he doesn't recognize what's going how he was able to do that and neither does uh cool or khalil G- or Khalil-ul, whatever however his name is yeah uh they, they don't understand what the power is, but I'm like, so we're in this period where they don't really know about that, which we all got from Force Awakens, that, you know, the Force has kind of been shut off and no one's really seen it. So uh, that's why everyone's terrified of Kylo Ren, because he's like the one person that can use it. Yeah, I mean... So I, I have a feeling like what they're kind of presenting, uh, this is my own fan theories right now, but it's like, I think that Yoda species is like probably... Um, created by the force and that's why they're so strong in it you know because of course yoda famously is like the strongest ever with it except for anakin is above him uh because anakin also was created by the force or if you read the comics it turns out it was palpatine whatever how do you want to deal with it (laughs) yeah but uh you know that's the interesting thing is like they present that that uh or i think that's what they're presenting is that he was created by the force that's what his species is for like that's what they do right I mean, to, to go back on your whole, like, he's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy. And I love it because they portray it perfectly. I mean, he he, he makes the conscious decision because of the bounty to uh, get rid of IG-11 when he's like, no, you know, the guild said was very specific that it was to, the target was to be eliminated. And then he just straight up shoots him in the face and he's like, no. But see, that and that's where, that's where I like the gray area, right? Yeah. Because um, you could assume... Because the way he, uh, the way the uh, the client sold it to him was that alive it would be a huge reward and a, um, but a lesser reward would be death. Yeah, would be lesser. So you could assume that he killed IG11 because IG11 was just like kill it and we'll get the bounty. And he, you could assume that if he's the bad, that he's gonna turn it in. He's just like, oh well, if I turn Why it in alive, it? I, I'll get more. Yeah. But then. Um, there's also the part, and that's what I like, is that they kind of show you, they're like, or was it that he was just like, you know, it's a child. And, you know, I, I feel like when they were showing the flashbacks of him as a child being, that's like, what it kinda obviously, was. uh, yeah, locked away, I think that's what they were showing you, is that he's just like, no, that's a child. Like, that's not right. something you turn in for money. Can we talk about how bad, I can't say that like word. Like Yandu. How cool, um, the Jawas were. <laughs> Like you're not gonna win. The I will kill. <laughs> he was blowing them up. Yeah. <laughs> but like, they, they managed to escape. Yeah. What was it? They're thieves. They're not thieves. They salvaged it. That's the same. <laughs> uh, uh, was it? He said. Uh, they scavenged it. No, he said they they stole it, and he's like, uh, <laughs> they're yeah, yeah. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. It's he disintegrates like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> No, um, yeah, everything about this, I love it so far. Um, also, I wanted to talk about the Fallen Empire. So, like, they've shown you, because uh, the client is very obviously a, an emperor, uh, empire guy. He's wearing a, 
gold necklace with the empire symbol, but he's got the stormtroopers, and they're obviously like in hiding, kind of. They're in um, they're like in full retreat because that, of the fall. That too. I felt like they also showed you that he doesn't like the empire anyway, because mm-hmm. he like immediately when he saw the stormtroopers like pulled out his guns Ooh. on him, and. Uh, but I thought it was interesting, uh, and that's where also, so they had already let us know that one of the things, because this is set between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, is that they're going to show you how the First Order came to be, which I'm assuming, obviously, was built off of uh, the um, uh, the Empire. But I thought it was interesting to show you this middle period where it's, you know, there's no real structure anymore, because... The it, Empire's gone. Yeah, it's showing, like, the result of, uh, of... I'm not gonna say quote, air quote piece, but it's, like, peace where it's, like, we don't have something to follow, we just know that... It's anarchist peace. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the, the big baddie's gone, but we don't yeah. know what's going on now. And, and, you know, it is the outer, uh, rim, so yeah. it's, like, anyway, they, it's they already kind of a of a presence anyway, so, yeah. Um... One thing I did want to mention, too, so there's a lot of talk, too, about Boba Fett was in the first episode. I don't believe it. But, uh... I, say I mean, I, I'm not going to say he's not going to show up, because they did already make it canon that he made it out of the Sarlacc pit. But, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, this guy in the blue is definitely him. Because I, I was weirded out. I'm like, why is he in different armor? Yeah. Because, like, he'd be in his... A big Mandalorian thing is that their armor is specific to them. So uh, that's also why it's a big deal that he gets that uh, little shoulder piece. Uh, or uh, yeah, yeah, the best guard. Because um, yeah. that's something they earn. Like, you do those jobs. You do jobs. And uh, through uh, jobs and, like, uh, all the stuff you do is how you earn pieces of your armor. So it doesn't make sense that he would be in a different armor now. Like, And then I know a lot of people online have already said it, but I'm just so happy that they've made the decision that he's not taking his helmet off at any point yeah actually i i was gonna mention it, that it too. it keeps the really cool like rebel like like rebel quality to him alive well for me like the whole thing with the not taking off the helmet that was that's a worry i always have because superhero movies as we all know they take off their mask every two seconds yeah they have to remind you oh yeah we paid a lot of money for this guy to yeah be you're here. like you're like pa- pedro uh, what's his name uh pedro, uh, pedro pascal yeah he's really cool and like he doesn't seem to mind the fact that it's the voice that he's selling i mean they show you in the trailer so that uh i'm assuming he takes it off later but... yeah well yeah. i'm fine with that but i'm just i'm so happy because like i was half expecting like 30 seconds after he put the dude in carbine in the first episode that he'd take off the helmet and be like oh finally gonna turn him his bounty yeah. Like Force Awakens when he took up Kylo Ren. Yeah, like when Kylo Ren like, keeps the, throwing already? his helmet, like, just keep it on, dude. It's so much cooler. I, w- uh, I would say that was more Last Jedi. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, yeah. Because Force Awakens, he doesn't take it off until the end. When True. he captures Rey. But that was a big Rupio. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to keep dumping on that movie randomly. Anyway... <laughs> But, uh, no, um, I, I am glad that he's keeping the helmet on because it's just that thing. It's like, he's supposed to be this character. He keeps that helmet on. That's what he is. Yeah. So I, it doesn't make sense to me to take it off every four seconds to remind me, oh, yeah, there's an actor under there. Yeah, it's, it's also, like, it's not the same, but I also love when he's, like, going to meet the Jawas again. And he's got the gun on him. He's like, take the gun. He's oh, like, I'm Mandalorian. Guns are part of my religion. Part of my religion. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys feel about the bounty droid? IG-11 was hilarious. It was cool to see, like, uh, the possibility, because, of course, IG-88, I think it is, is the one from Empire. Yeah. It was cool to see, like, what he could do. Um, Just, like, you know, it's 
cool uh, to see like what uh, Boss can do. Yeah. Like, if you read like with the, the little with the little spear and stuff, you're like, oh, oh, here we go. Yeah, and uh, I I do like too that they show you that he's like um, training. You know, uh, I I thought that was a very interesting thing because you know when he's fighting that like bull thing. He very obviously is like way doesn't know what he's, he's doing. He's out of his league fighting yeah. that thing. Uh, even with the uh, what were they called the Borgs the Bra what <laughs> he was getting yeah. annihilated by those. He was gonna be eaten by that. He got saved. I have spoken. <laughs> I have spoken. Um, yeah, I, I thought just yes, everything is good, and uh, I wanted to bring this up because I know I've talked about it before with you guys, but because um, I had seen someone say it, they're like the Mandalorian show to me confirms that I think I think Lucasfilm found their Kevin Feige for their Star Wars yeah. universe because he's written both episodes so far and you can tell in these episodes that he has such an understanding of Star Wars but on top of that Star Wars fans and I feel like that's where that's why this show is so good is that you're just like it's everything you want it to it's, be. It's what, yeah, it's like, it's what we hope for, it's what we ultimately got, is John Favreau, who is like, I love Star Wars, and I'm showing you how much I love it by providing you with the top quality stuff. It's like, I'm putting in those stuff I always thought about. Yeah, and... Without uh, destroying your freaking uh, But even at that, it's like world building, because it's like, everything is new in it. All the characters, everything's new. They're not bringing, nothing in there is like, a, a character that you're like, oh yeah, of course. And, you know, it's not like, um, you know, like I, I told you, I started watching Star Wars Rebels because it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. And it's good, but then it's like every so often they just remind you, like, oh yeah, it's Star Wars. And it's like Jar Jar, by the way. And you're like, yeah, I know. I don't care. Like, I know that's a thing in this universe. I don't need you to remind me a thousand times about them. Yeah. I mean, shoot, just going back to how good they, like, just the casting alone in these first two episodes, so has been amazing. Uh, Nick Nolte playing, uh, I, I'm trying to look up the name so I can try to pronounce it correctly, but it's just not gonna happen, um, Kualil or whatever. Yeah. He's, he's hilarious. I, I also love, love his, uh, his final, like, exchange from episode two where he's like, you know, I, uh, I could use another crewmate. Oh, yeah. I could pay handsomely. He's like, mm -hmm. like, you know, I've worked my whole life to get to a point where yeah, I'm free. Yeah. Like, I, I, I understand. That. I was just, like, so good. And then he's just like, I have spoken. Yeah, he's like, yeah, <laughs> bro. He's like, all, I can, all right, dude, see <laughs> All I can offer is my things. He's like, and that's all I can offer. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> I hope the bounty is good. I, I Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to see more of him. But then I'm also, uh, if we don't see him again, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, like it was a good, uh, and this is where I like it as a show. Um, and, you know, to go on that too. Like, I love Doctor Who. It's, re it's reminiscent of Doctor Who. Doctor Who will have, like, these amazing alien characters that you see and then once you, and they again. just leave and you're just like that's it they were in these two episodes and that's it and you never see them again and yeah. you're like but i didn't need more like i already liked them like uh you know um i mean this is going off on a on a different yeah, thing that's fine. but like my favorite episode of doctor who is blink uh which i i assume would be a lot Most of people because it's terrifying um but i loved the way that they used the angels that they were terrifying but they didn't do anything like you, you were just scared of them and then you go to the matt smith years and they bring the the angels back as like their bigger villain and you're just like no i don't need more of this like, like they were terrifying I was fine with them anyway like they did do you don't want to have to run into them there's like a whole thing in one of the episodes where there's like a statue of liberty that's a that's one of the uh weeping angels and i'm like this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen it's almost 
he went full it's blown. almost as bad as Leia flying. Like, it's that bad, where you're just like, no. Just no. I have I have logged off It's tonight. Broom Boy. <laughs> it's Broom That's Boy. what it is. You're just like, you've gone full ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, like I said, I'd be fine if I saw more. I'd be fine if I never see him again. Yeah. Uh, just like IG, IG-11. I know uh, Hunter pointed it out the other day. They did so much promotion of him and showing pictures of him. There's a pop of him. He's on all of the merchandise. And he's gone. <laughs> episode one. He's, he's just gone. gone. He's gone halfway through the first episode. And that's after we get the hilarious exchange where he's like initiating self-destruct. What? No. <laughs> yeah, that, that was so good. But um, yeah, I, I, I just like what we've seen already. I'm excited for the next, uh, what, six episodes? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see a little more about the guild that he's a part of. Because, like, these bounty hunters, he, he's realizing they're yes. all part... I mean, because they're all part of the same guild, and he seems to be the only one with the orders, uh, or with the um, option to bring the, the uh, baby Yoda in alive. Because, like, you would think that more people would want to bring it in, a, 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 you know, alive if the reward is greater. Yeah, I think... Uh, well, I think that's probably more... Um... I mean, we don't know much about it, but I'm assuming that has to deal with the Empire, like, their mentality, where it's probably, like, and, uh, you know, I'm guessing, but uh, I could see it as being something like they they know that they're building themselves into a new thing, which will be the First Order, and they're like, we can't have these, like, you know, Jedi coming at us. They're like, we already have one that's bad enough, you know, with Luke, so yeah. it's like, we need to make sure, we need to uh, get rid of all of them. The, that there is. Oh, okay, so it's like maybe they're they're they have him out. Because for... remember, um, and that's like one of my criticisms. Of course, I'm dumping on it again. Of Last Jedi is Last Jedi forgets that in Force Awakens, the whole point of why Snoke wanted to find Luke is to kill him because he's the last of the Jedi and he's scared that the Jedi will rise against him. Then you get to Last Jedi and he's like torturing Rey and he's like, oh, so. Skywalker just wants to live on that planet and die. Well, we will come and do it for him. It's like, why would he do that? He would just, why wouldn't he just be like, bro, if he wants to die, that's it. You're let him just, sit on that island. Let him be, let him be a far away from us and never ever messing us against again. us. It's like what you did instead is you forced him to come to you. Uh, and uh, that's just you know, bad movie such a waste. Yeah, such a waste of a movie, but of talent but whatever we've got rise of skywalker coming and we're excited for that yeah um any uh last thoughts you guys have on mandalorian honestly just i just say keep up the good work because like this show by itself again and we already said it, you're not there's nobody listening that probably doesn't own it but just this show alone makes, watch it. makes the seven dollars worth it mm-hmm. yeah it's great content for seven dollars a month yeah I mean, people are paying twelve ninety nine for Stranger Things to be uh, hero style and have the first season be amazing, and it, and it just, just gets worse. It slowly gets worse <laughs> every season. Their plan is to make it so bad that when it goes away, everybody's all right with it. And I'm already at that point. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, I'm done with Stranger Things. Like, whatever. You're a thing. <laughs> the, it's just a mar. It's just the uh, merchandising now. But whatever. Um, really quick, you guys. Uh, because we haven't talked about it uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker uh, tickets are out all that uh, trailers um, I don't want to get much into speculation because that could get crazy all kinds of crazy um, yeah we'll do that another time maybe but uh, I already have my tickets I'm so excited uh, where are you guys sitting on this 
Oh, I am over the top excited. Um, my theater just finished their reverb theater, boy. Yeah, they, they just finished their reverb of the giant auditorium, so. Yeah, and that's what I'm getting tickets for. It's like, I'm, I'm set, and I've already, I put in my request time the second that we got a uh, solid release date, because they say December, but like, or December, Christmas time. It's uh, December 21st, so the yeah. tickets are December 20th. Yeah, so um, as soon as I got that, I, I realistically, I put in my request, I was like, just give me the night off. I don't care, I'll work all day. I'm buying the tickets right now. <laughs> <laughs> and George is catching up. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Of course, I'm Star Wars fan anyway. Uh, I actually, um, I, when I purchased the tickets, I bought them on Adam, and Adam, for 10 bucks was like, Oh, do you want a uh, ten for ten dollars extra? Do you want like a a uh, ticket? Uh, what you want to call it? A um, is it like a collector's oh, ticket? Yeah, a collector's ticket. And I was just like, yes, yes, yes give me. I'll take it. And that's how stupid I Why am. Why don't you I spend that money on it? <laughs> but uh, you know, let, you know, we're all Star Wars, so I knew we would be all big on it. But uh, hopefully, you guys are enjoying the Mandalorian. Uh, anyone that wants to, you know, of course, you can jump on Facebook or uh, Instagram or uh, on Twitter, and you can contact us. We're at 3TATM Podcast. Uh, and, of course, uh, like I said before, it'll be me responding. But, uh, oh, you know, I always love to hear what people think. Uh, I know Nathan always wants to mention Last Jedi, but whatever. What was that? Just deal with it. <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about that problem. But, <laughs> no, uh, with that, you know, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us. Uh, tweet at us. Give us your uh, why Last Jedi is great or whatever uh, at 3G ATM podcast. Uh, but you know uh, you can follow me. I'm at Geo Comedy. You can follow Hunter. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram um, at the Disney Guy 24. You can just follow our page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, thank you guys again for listening. Um, and I want to say we'll see you guys next week. Later. Adios. Ciao.